Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with our morning agenda show. It's a Monday morning. And after seeing Manchester City become Premier League tra- uh, champion, sorry, it doesn't it doesn't make it any better. You know what? I watched the trophy list lift um, yesterday. I don't know why I done it Fair to enough. myself. If I'm honest, I don't know why I done it, but I'm hoping that. The Arsenal players watched it. I hope Mikel Arteta watched it. I hope the staff, uh, etc., watched it, and it, it gives them that motivation to go again next season yeah. in a way. Because when you see um, your opponent for for most of the season lift that silverware um, in the final stages of the season, I'm hoping it'll make you hungry to do one better and go again next season. So. I had to watch it to be honest. Um, it was upsetting, but it is what it is. But how do you feel after um, the weekend? Because we've not caught up since yeah. the weekend. It's the first. It's the first um, day. Um, but yeah, Manchester City crowned champions. Um, Arsenal falling to a one-nil defeat against Nottingham Forest. I think the less said uh, about that performance, the better. But at least it's all confirmed now, isn't it? Yeah, I mean. I didn't watch it personally because uh, it was still you, it was still you. so sore. Yeah, it was still so sore for me. So I was like, no, I can't, I can't bring it. I can't bring myself to do it. I mean, I've seen glimpses of it on social media. That's, it's just all over social media for me with with all the football and sports pages I follow on like Instagram, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I mean, I've I've essentially seen it without wanting to, but. Hmm. It is what it is. And I mean, I do completely agree with you with the fact that Arsenal should be kind of watching that and being like, look, it's a sore moment. It's a sore moment, but we've got to make sure next season we we make sure that that's us doing that kind of thing. And if it's, I mean, if it's sore for me, I'm sure it'll be even more so for, for Arteta, for the players, because they'll probably feel oh, they could have done more, etc. But if we speak about Arsenal as a whole, I'm, I'm very happy with the way that this season's gone. It's just, unfortunately, we've fallen at the last hurdle. The last few games obviously weren't good enough. But as a whole, we can't let that last bit kind of define our whole season because it's been fantastic to watch our team. And we, I think everyone here, every single Arsenal fan, everyone at Arsenal knows how yes we haven't won any trophies but we know how successful this season has been in terms of Arteta's project and moving forward as a, as a club we're, we're now going to be getting that kind of interest from players to be coming to our to our team and we were finding it I was finding it difficult to like comprehend like I was finding it difficult to think in previous seasons why what is the driving force for someone to come to our team that's a high mm. profile player what's their driving force to come to our team if we're finishing eighth in a season True. If, like we did a couple of seasons ago so that kind of now that we're second in the league we're competing for the title we're in the champions league players are wanting to come to us and declan rice is obviously at the top of our transfer list and he he wants to play Champions League football. I'm sure he wants to kind of go for the Premier League title as well. 
So that's obviously a driving force for that. And obviously we'll talk about everyone else like Gundogan, Mount and Kudus. But but yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. It's it's good in the way forward for Arsenal. We can now bring in some more players this summer, bolster the team and move forward next season and hopefully go that one extra step further. Yeah, I think for me, perspective is is needed in, in every situation. It, it, it has been a disappointing end um, to... When you look at it in terms of how well we started the season, we what, generated 50 points in, in the first half of the season, which was insane. And if we continued in the same way, we would have probably gone on to win the Premier League title. But again, perspective is needed because right now, the feeling is raw. In a way, um, it's going to take a bit of time to heal. Like, like when you cut yourself, it takes a bit of time to to heal those wounds. And I think yeah. it's going to be similar with, with this title race. But give it a few weeks. Um, to be fair, right now I'm fine, if I'm honest. I, I realised that we had lost the title a few weeks ago. So I've taken the bullets already. So I'm, I'm okay in terms of what happened this weekend, what happened last weekend against Brighton. Because since that Manchester City defeat, um, what was it, in April, I didn't really expect Arsenal to win the Premier League title. You probably go before that when we dropped points against West Ham and Southampton. But, yeah, perspective is needed with, every, with everything. Um, it has been a good season. We've got our main objective, which is finishing in the Champions League. But we, we want to see next season this Arsenal team go again. Again, recruitment is going to be key. Looking to improve on this season. Looking to hopefully go one better. Looking to hopefully push Manchester City again. Because they're the team to be right now. And it's going to be a tough ask. But it's an, it's, it's a, it's an opportunity that we have to look to take. We can't feel sorry for ourselves. This season, again, will be a learning curve. Because while there has been good moments, there's also been um, difficult moments. And, and the players will learn upon that because not everything has gone plain sailing and it doesn't when you're when you're one of the youngest teams in the league so disappointment yes because we were so close yet so far but again so many positives um i'd say outweigh the negatives so the most important thing is uh recover um look to get better look to improve this squad this summer and we go again because yeah we're back in the champions league i can't wait for that Hopefully next season we look to take the cup competitions a bit more serious because I think that yeah. has been one of Mikel Arteta's Achilles heel. And then we look to push again in the Premier League because it's going to be a difficult season now that we have Champions League and the Premier League. Um, we have to juggle both those competitions. So, yeah, let's see what happens. But we'll speak about transfer um, news because Monday morning, it seems like now that Manchester City have sealed the Premier League title... It's, it's transfers galore now. Uh, yeah. David Ornstein uh, of The Athletic um, released a story, released a, a breaking story this morning uh, where he's basically um, discussed Arsenal's uh, interest in Ilkay Gundogan. He, he, he states that Arsenal want to sign Ilkay Gundogan this summer. He's come out and said that. Um, they want uh, Manchester City's captain to replace the outgoing Granit Xhaka, which I think is very, very good. But what I like in terms of what he has said that Arsenal want to do this summer, is basically they want to sign two midfielders in the scope of, there's been links with, we'll speak about it, Mason Mount, Declan Rice, Mohamed Kudus, etc. But they want Ilkay Gundogan 
as an additional midfielder on top of those two midfielders. So essentially, we could see three midfielders come in the door, but we spoke about Okai Gundogan um, last week, I think it was, me and you. Yeah. We spoke about how this would be a very, very good signing. And for me, if Granny Shaka departs and we get Ilkay Gundogan as a free agent, we've basically improved instantly in terms of that position. Like we've got a better player, in my opinion. We've got someone who has brings that uh, championship-winning pedigree, um, leadership, captain material, but a very, very good player. You always spoke about, uh, you spoke about it last week. He, he seems like a player who seemingly is getting better with age. And he does every time I watch him. That performance in midweek against Real Madrid, unreal against the likes of Tony Cruz, Luka Modric, um, Valverde, etc. Yeah. Gundogan, are you on board with the signing? Oh, definitely. I mean, you just mentioned there with with him playing against Real Madrid. I mean, that's arguably one of the best midfields of this last decade yeah. or or however long. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, Gundogan has been able to kind of like thrive in that Manchester City midfield against such a, an amazing midfield, a, a team as a whole. And once again, I'm going to speak about experience and this Arsenal side, don't get me wrong. Now that we've been challenging for the title, we've, we've had a year going at it. That obviously adds a bit of experience to our side but not as much as what Gundogan has. And with his age comes wisdom. That's what they always say, isn't it? And that wisdom can obviously help us going forward. We've got Zinchenko, we've got Gundogan, we'll, we've got Gabriel Jesus. Well, sorry, hopefully we'll get Gundogan. We've got Jorginho. These kinds of players can kind of help our team kind of grow as players and as, pe as people as well, because... These kinds of people know what it takes to to have a winning mentality and build a winning team, and it isn't just on it isn't just on the pitch. And I think everyone knows that you can see that with Chelsea this season. It's not just on the pitch. On paper, I'm going to say it. It might be controversial, but they do have actually a, quite a good team. They have a good team on paper. It's just what happens off the pitch is what is I think personally is their downfall obviously they don't they're not scoring enough but whatever that's that's Chelsea I, I don't really care about them but I'm just trying to use that as kind of an analogy but these players will help us on the pitch going forward but then off the pitch and kind of get that winning mentality into everyone in the team that will drill it in and obviously Arteta provides that he's been at Manchester City for a while but then also he has that he'll have that kind of relationship with Gundogan already and that might also be another driving force for him to come to Arsenal and I'm quite excited to see what happens in this transfer window because Gundogan might be that next step forward I was saying just a second ago about we've got to go next season we've just got to go that one step extra obviously we're looking to bring in other players but with someone that thrives under the pressure of the title race. We've spoken about it last week with Gundogan. He seems to always kind of like have a, is it called a purple patch? Is, is that what it's called when he does so well in like one kind of like section of the season? And it always seems to be at the towards the end of the season. And it was the towards the end of the season this year that Arsenal have kind of dropped off a little bit. So maybe a player like Gundogan is what we need. We see, we've seen it in Odegaard in 
I'm just going to use Southampton, for example, we're 3-1 down and Odegaard was probably the sole reason for us getting that point because he was driving us forward. He started that whole kind of like momentum of, of pressing with a load of intensity in that game. And Gunduan is only going to complement that. I'm sure he'll do exactly the same. And the fact that we do, that we'll hopefully end up having the those four Premier League champions in uh, Jorginho. Has Jorginho won a, a Premier League? I think, well, yeah, I think Champions well, uh, League. Yeah, he won a Champions League. But then also Gabriel Jesus, Gunduan, Zinchenko, those three players in the Premier League have been outstanding. We know that. But then to be in the Arsenal squad under Arteta, who they already have a really good relationship with, who is still, I think, growing as a manager. I mean, we saw it against Forrest. I know that you said the less spoken about it, the better. You saw that he was trying something new. Uh, that's what I that's what I kind of like figured out, figured out from that with Kivior on the left and having Partey uh, coming in at right back every so often. It was a bit it was a bit odd, but mm. he was trying something else. And I'm he you can see that he's still growing as a manager, but I'm not I'm not criticizing Arteta at all for that. Because if he's able to grow from what he's done this season for us and over the past few seasons, you can only imagine as to what he's going to do next season, especially with hopefully the likes of Gunduan coming in. And it could be very deadly. And I'm 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 sad to say it, but yes, with you saying with Shaka, he is better than Shaka. I completely agree with you. Unfortunately, because I love Shaka so much, but with Shaka leaving, what it looks like anyway, bringing in Gunduan is just a fantastic replacement. It is an upgrade. It's it's not just a replacement. It's re- it's a reinforcement in its own, yeah. in its own right. And yeah, I can only compliment Arsenal and Arteta if we're able to get that over the line, as well as the likes of Declan Rice and hopefully that Moises Caicedo transfer as well. And and more. And a free transfer is fantastic. Obviously, mm. his wages will come into play and that'll be... I wouldn't be surprised if that's kind of like a driving force into whether we bought, we grab him or not. It, uh, seems, it, seems, it seems right now that Gundogan is looking for... A contract which is three, three years. years, probably. Yeah. I think Manchester City have offered him um, a one-year contract right yeah. now, with, with um, potentially uh, an additional on that. So he wants a longer contract. Uh, he realizes that this will be his final contract. But again, like I've not seen a decline in Hokai Gundogan, no. like none whatsoever. In, in past years, I'd be sceptical because it's basically at times um, when we've made the same mistakes in terms of going for um, players who are coming towards the end of their careers, it's not usually worked out. Um, case point being uh, Willian, etc., for example. But when I look at Ilkay Gundogan, he's a top, top player. And if we're allowing Granit Xhaka to depart, we're, we're allowing that experience to basically leave the club we need to strengthen. And I think Pep Guardiola, when he first came to Manchester City in the first season or second season, he basically said, you don't win nothing with kids. Mm. And maybe he probably got a point. He has probably got a point because it's all good and well having youngsters, having youth, like very energetic players within your team. But in and around those players, you need 
um, experience. You need yeah. calm heads. You need composed heads. But you also need very, very good players. And I think for me, Ilkay Gundogan is is right up there. So if we can get him in, um, I still don't think we will. If, if I'm being honest, um, I'm pessimistic around this deal because I think if he does depart, you're probably looking at Barcelona um, in terms of him him departing England as a whole. Um, and if, say if he doesn't want to go to Spain, you could probably see Manchester City and Pep coming uh, to an agree- agreement with him. But yeah, I would love Ilkay Gundogan, to be honest. At 32 yeah. years of age, top, top signing, top, top signing. Um, Ornstein has also spoken about our interest. Obviously, we know that Declan Rice is the priority. Um, another great performance yesterday against Leeds United, picked up a goal. Every time I watch him play, he just seems to get better and better. Like He's so physically strong, so um, dominant in games. So we know that's the priority. But I spoke about it on Saturday after the Nottingham Forest game. Um, obviously, we've been linked to Moises Caicedo and Declan Rice. The clamour has been in terms of let's get both of these players in. But when I watch Arsenal sometimes, I just think to myself, is it the right choice in terms of getting Caicedo and Declan Rice in our team and not having that attack-minded option in a way? Because... Say, for example, next season we, we, we're playing against like so Nottingham Forest away from home, Sheffield United, etc., whoever. And we have a midfield three of Odegaard, Declan Rice, and Caicedo. And say we're going participating in the Champions League, going away from home against the likes of PSG, etc. At times, you need control in your midfield as well. You, you need players who, who like having the ball in a way that are very good in terms of possession. Manchester City's midfield is very fluid, it's very balanced. They have Rodri in there, they have Kevin De Bruyne, they have Gundogan. So in my mind, and I think I can see in Arteta's mind as well, I don't think they'll get both Caicedo and Declan Rice, if I'm being honest. I think it'll be Declan Rice, the priority, and then it shows with what Ornstein has said. Mason Mount seems to be a priority for Arsenal in that left centre mid position. Um... Mohamed Kudus as well. Um, yeah. I think he, he's rejected Ajax's offer of a new contract. It seems that he will more than likely depart the club this summer. Ajax probably looking at £40 million. Pounds. What probably Chelsea looking at for Mount? £60 million. But what's your take on Mason Mount? Because a lot of Arsenal fans are torn with this deal. And I understand that because they look at his performances over the past year and it's not been good enough. But maybe he just needs a change of scenario, uh, scenery or, or a different club, um, someone that can get him out of his show in a way. Um, because right now he doesn't seem happy at Chelsea. But what's your take on both these deals with uh, Kudus and Mason Mount? I'm going to start on Mason Mount. And I think that quite a, quite a driving force for Chelsea um, with wanting to sign him in previous seasons is that he's wanted to play with Mason Mount. He's wanted to play with his best mate at Chelsea. And if we get Declan Rice, that would also be another, I'm going to say it again, driving force for Mount to join Arsenal. And I think their chemistry could actually help Arsenal going forward as well on the pitch. We're talking about Gundogan on that left-hand side. You just mentioned Matt, uh, Mount on that in that Shaka role on that left hand side, but then 
Mount also has that kind of versatility in him to play in that Odegaard role as well. He has that versatility to play on the wing. He's played he's played in Chelsea's attack before and he's obviously won the Champions League and playing in the Champions League, I think he could actually be quite a big help for us in, in the team because he knows what it's he knows what it's like to play against a top team like Real Madrid and come out victorious. He knows what it's like to play against Manchester City in the final and win. And yes, I know that he hasn't actually been at the races this last season. But in previous seasons, he was at, yeah. he's been a very good player. And as you say, maybe he just needs a change in scenario, a change in scenery to to bring that back out of him, bring that fine form out of him. And we know how good Arteta is at doing that. We've seen it with the kind of resurgence of Shaka. We've seen that in previous seasons he's been a quite a average player. He's he's been a great. He's been too aggressive. He's he's been quite lethargic going back. He but this season. I spoke about it before with Shaka. You could see his passion. And I think Arteta's passion has rubbed off on him a little bit. But then that passion has kind of churned into being a player to just put everything into it. And I'm sure that Arteta can actually bring that out in Mason Mount. And I'm going to speak about that versatility again. He, adding that to our team is a very good thing. And we've spoken about it before with, with attackers and bringing in a striker. We can see Gabriel Jesus go out onto the right or even the left. And it will give the likes of Saka a rest because he's playing every single game. And I think we can see that it's kind of taken a toll on him over the last few games. He hasn't been, he hasn't quite been at it the last few games. But with Mason Mount, he's played, he's played on that right-hand side, that kind of like right forward, right wing kind of position before at Chelsea under Thomas Tuchel. Obviously, he kind of fell off when Potter came in, but that might be the case of that was because of Potter. I mean, we saw with Thomas Tuchel, he he obviously thrived at points and maybe he just needs that suitable manager to manage him, to push him forward. So I'm torn in myself to kind of like figure out is Mason Mount's last season at Chelsea going to be what he's now going to be like for the rest, maybe for the rest of his career. We don't know. But the reason why we don't know is why I'm torn, because maybe we can see that kind of like rebirth of his, of his lost form from the, from the past couple of seasons. And if Arteta can find that, if we can see him kind of bring that out of him again in an Arsenal shirt, I'll be more than happy. I will be more than happy that we've that we've managed to bring him in and kind of push him forward, push him into the player that he was, mould him into that player that he was. And I think if we do bring him in, the likes of Declan Rice is only going to complement that. And obviously, that obviously will help if we do get Declan Rice in the end. I would, I mean, touch wood we do, because... Declan Rice in his in his own self is a fantastic signing. But then I do think that having Mason Mount and Declan Rice in the team, I think that can also drive our kind of morale as a group because they, they have such a good relationship, them, those two. And you've seen it in the England team. And yes, we haven't kind of gone that extra mile in the England team, but they have that relationship 
relationship together. We've got Ramsdale, obviously, who's been in the England team. Ben White, we know that he obviously, he's obviously come out of the England team. He obviously pulled out, uh, was I think it was in the World Cup, but we've also got Saka, Smith-Rowe. They've all got that relationship together. And I think the Arsenal team, the England team, you can see that they've got better over the last couple of years because of their kind of relationship together and the morale in the team. It's actually been quite a driving force in us as obviously it's not the the whole the sole reason for us to to have our have have our kind of like success over the last couple of years but it could actually be quite a kind of complement to it and yeah i think mason mount would actually be quite a good signing i do think he would i i would prefer him over kudus but i'm only saying that because i don't actually know too much about him obviously he's been at ajax he's got he's got that winning experience at Ajax, obviously Ajax are at the top of the league almost every year. I know that they haven't won it this season. I think Feyenoord have, have mm. won it this season, but he has that. And he was fantastic at the World Cup with Ghana as well. He was. He was one of their kind of like standout players. And obviously they pushed the likes of Portugal to the, to their edge. I mean, did did they win against Portugal at one point? I think yeah, they they brought them close. I think I think yeah. they were unlucky. Yeah, mm. those games to appear. The World Cup seems such a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it does. But yeah, Kudus, I think could actually be a very good signing, and I, I, I could imagine that he, that he adds more versatility. Uh, what it seems like with Arteta and Edu this season, uh, this transfer window, we're looking for players that do have that versatility in their kind of persona, and. Can play out on the wing, then we can rotate and everything like that because this rota- rotation can be key in the Champions League and Premier League, FA Cup, League Cup. Rotation can be key, and we've seen in Arteta's side this last season and the season before. Obviously, um, the season before we weren't it, we weren't obviously in any competitions, but apart from the Premier League and FA Cup, League Cup. But you said in other cup games. That's kind of been Arteta's downfall. And I think that is partially down to rotation. We don't have that. We don't have so many kind of amazing players like Man City do. And if we're able to bring these versatile players in who can play in multiple positions, then we'll then we'll still be able to see them thrive in other positions. I think I, I think. Don't quote me on this. I think Kudus can play in that midfield role and on the wing. I think he's yeah, got that. He he's, got, he's, he's got that pace. He's got that pace to kind of bomb it down the wing. He's but then he's also, I think he's quite technical. He's quite good on the ball. So that adds an extra kind of point to Arteta's side. And I've spoken about it before. I think I spoke about it last week. Adding this versatility and being able to rotate a team in which we play different players in different positions because they can could actually be quite a danger to our opposition. And it can be, it could actually be, I'm going to say it again, a driving force in our team, in our success. Hopefully, we'll have a lot of success next season. And I wouldn't even be surprised if it could be down to the fact that. 
we do have play- that we may have players such as Mason Mount, such as Kudus, maybe another striker. Who knows? Declan Rice can play in the kind of defensive midfield role, but then he can also play in the Shaka role, can't he? We've seen mm. that he can he can drive forward, he can score goals, and he I think he did it against Leeds. I'm not 100 percent sure, but he's done it. He's he did it. He scored a, a couple of goals this season, and adding someone in the attack can mean that we would that we'd be able to rest Saka, we'd be able to rest Martinelli, we'd be able to rest Trossard, Gabriel Jesus. That those kinds of players, if they have a rest and they are fully fit for a Champions League game against. I don't know, Real Madrid. That could actually be still quite dangerous for Real Madrid. And it could actually help us going forward in these in these kinds of games. So I can only compliment the fact that Arteta and Edu are looking for these types of players. I'm I'm quite happy with it because we've seen we've seen this kind of like last season, this season, sorry, that we've fallen off towards the end of the season and it could be because of a kind of like we've run out of steam we we've pushed us we've pushed ourselves so far and adding these players into this team could mean that our attack can have a rest it could mean that Odegaard could have a rest because we've seen that Mason Mount can play in Odegaard's position I'm sure Kudus could play in Mason Mount's position as well yeah I think I think I think with the for me, I think they're both very good players. I think Mason Mount has struggled right now because obviously he's not having the best of times at Chelsea. His form um, has gone out the window, but he, he's a very good tactical player, Mason Mount. He plays to the manager's instruction. But I think Kudus, when you watch Kudus play, I think Mason Mount's 24, Kudus is 22. But I think Kudus has more technical ability in the final third, which potentially I think we need in and around the box because I think at times we're not, we don't have that killer instinct. But I think he could offer that. But I've seen Mason Mount also offer that. I think in his best season, which was 2020-21 season, he was devastating in the final third. Yeah, There's so many positives, there's so many negatives to it. Like Mason Mount is a homegrown player, um, but he also has an inflated value. Like, Potentially, Chelsea and Todd Bowley will probably be asking for 60, 65 million pounds. And again, mm-hmm. it's the summer where we need to be sensible. Mohamed Kudus, again, someone who I think is versatile, um, someone I think who can also rotate with uh, Bukaya Saka on, on the right hand side. But he's a very talented, talented player. But again, it's going to depend in terms of what Mikel Arteta does. But we've seen when you buy a player from the Eredivisie, at times, it may not work out. Uh, Anthony, this season, for Manchester United, um, a lot of has been said about since he's come in for that price tag, £100 million. But I think Kudus for £40 million, it would be a risk worth taking up because I think he, he does have proven quality. But I like the fact that Arsenal are going for an attack-minded number eight. I think right now, when when I look at our midfield, it's aging. Um, at times, they're probably most of them are the similar sort of players, um, and I think we we can do better in terms of what we're doing. Again, the future for Emil Smith Rowe. Imagine we get Mason Mount or Mohamed Kudus. You could probably see Emil Smith Rowe depart in the club. Yeah. But if we say sign Deck and Rice, 
and he competes with Thomas Partey as uh, uh, for the for the number six position, and then we potentially have Ilkay Gundogan alongside Kudus or Mason Mount for the number eight position. I think we'll be stopped. We'll be we'll be very good. Uh, don't get me wrong. I want Caicedo as well. Again, that's being a bit too greedy. But again, it, 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 apparently Brighton are expected to sell him mm. this summer. Like McAllister is already set to leave. That deal is going to be done in June. Seems Liverpool and pole position. But it also has been uh, stated in the media. I think Fabrizio Romano said it yesterday that Caicedo will depart the club this summer. So the fact that Brighton are willing to sell both their prized assets this summer, maybe we do have to be in for a player like Caicedo because yeah. game changer. He is a game changer and he's got so many years ahead of him. But let's take a few of your questions before we wrap up. Um, what I'll say a lot of people are skeptical on Mason Mount. Um, Gary says, I think we should get Rafa Guerrero from Borussia Dortmund on the free that way we can save money for marquee signings and priority positions. Yeah, I think uh, TC made a great point about this uh, the other day. Um, if we were to get rid of uh, Kirantini this summer, which is expected, um, don't get me wrong, in an ideal world, we'd like to spend heavily, like 300 million, 400 million pounds, but it's not going to happen. So if there are players out there that we can get on the free, aka Rafa Guerrero, it could be an option that we can uh, look at. But when I look at for this fullback position, uh, one player which I like is Carl Walker-Peters. That's someone who's very versatile, someone who can play as a right back, someone who can also comfortably play as a left back, Premier League proven, um, I think he's been capped for England as well. So he's got international pedigree, um, solid player, young. Um, I think, again, if we do allow Kirantini to depart, Southampton have have been relegated this season as well. So, again, that could be an option that we can look to get because I think, again, that would be a sensible signing dependent on the fee. But I don't think Southampton would look to get um, a hefty fee for Kyle Walker-Peters. So, Rafa Guerrero, Kyle Walker-Peters, again, uh, I think it would be a sensible bit of business from Arsenal. Um, what else? What else? A lot of Arsenal fans in the comments appreciating our links to Gundogan. They would like that. Cass in the comments says, I'm greedy. I want both Rice and Caicedo, but it looks like it will be Rice at the moment. Trust me, Cass. I want both of them as well. <laughs> I want both of them as well, but can I see it happening? I don't know. I don't know. Um Gary also in the comments says I will take Gundogan for two years. No problem. Um, what else? What else? Uh, Gavin has a question for you, Charlie. How much will we have to pay 72 million club record signing Pepe to leave? Like, what, what, what are we, we going to get from this summer? We'll be lucky to get 10 million pounds. Like, generally. Uh, I don't really... To be fair, I haven't actually really been following Pepe too much at Nice. I, I know that he's obviously, I've, I know that he scored a, a few goals, but I don't think it's too he's not, many. He's not, he's not been doing better than Alexandre Lacazette, I can tell you that. Lacazette has been phenomenal this season, honestly. But yeah, I can't see us getting. Reports much were saying, for him. yeah, reports I, was, 15 was, million, 20 million. I'd be well, happy for that. Reports were saying a few days ago that like, he could see his contract out. <laughs> at the Emirates and depart as a free in 2024. So we I keep speaking like about Bukaya Saka. 
looking for rotation. In all seriousness, I don't think Pepe, uh, I think his future's uh, over at Arsenal. I can't see him returning, but I think it was a journalist from Give Me Sport. He says that it could be difficult for Edu and Arsenal to find a buyer for Pepe. I tend to agree with that, to be honest. So you're probably looking at another loan for Pepe. Mm. And then when he does return, he'll be out of contract and then he'll leave as a free and then we we get rid of his wages. But Mm. I think this summer is going to be difficult to get rid of Pepe. But this is the transfer market. Sometimes we make a signing and it works. Well, in other cases, sometimes you do make a signing um, and it doesn't in this case case being uh, Pepe. Um, Mafia Boss says if there's a debate between Declan Rice and Caicedo I will go for Caicedo um, w- one word Declan Rice or Caicedo Declan Rice same, same. <laughs> I agree um, uh, what else have we got here uh, Jerry uh, believe me Arsenal should get Kudus he is a great solution Um Marcus, another one-word answer. Who do we spend the most money on in the summer? I.e., one player. I think that's easy. It'll be Declan Rice again. Yeah. How much would you? How much would you be willing to go for him like, in terms of fee? Like, if you had to pick, like, a hundred million. I don't. A hundred million. I don't want to go any more than that, really, because he's got know, one year know left what? on his contract. A lot of people have said that it's going to be 100 million, 120 million. I don't think it will be. I think we'll agree in the region of 85 million pounds to 90. I'll be happy with that. I'll be and happy I think, with that. I, I think that would be justified. I, I can't see Arsenal spending 100 million pounds. And to be honest, I can't see West Ham really asking for that much right now. I think they realize that Declan Rice wants to leave. And the fact that if they can get that bit of business from Arsenal, I think they could they could recoup that and they could strengthen this squad in other areas. So yeah. I think it would be a good bit of business for West Ham. Um, what else do we have? Cass, who would you sign to be to compete with Bukayo Saka if you had to choose? Realistically. Ah. Uh, the thing is, with I mean, we've spoken about the versatility of players and and stuff like that. I think I feel like if we're going to have someone that can compete with Saka, I think we'd have to sign a striker, like an out and out striker, like Vlahovic or someone like that. Hmm. Because if we do, then he's obviously that target man. But then it means that Gabriel Jesus can go out on the right hand side. Yeah, yeah I get you. I mean, we've seen our te- we've seen um, Trossard or Gabriel Martinelli go out on the right hand side as well. I think that would give Saka a bit of a rest. So I think, I think that I feel like that's the more realistic kind of like side to it. But then, obviously, as I said, with Mount and Kudus, they can play on that right hand side. Um, but I think, yeah, more realistically, I think a striker we'd have to sign or uh, yeah, we'd have to sign to kind of like allow Gabriel Jesus to go onto that side or, or someone else to replace Saka mm. if he needs a bit of a rest. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's a good point. I think if we do get a striker in the scope of Lahavich, um, whoever, then it allows Gabriel Jesus to be that versatile option. But if to answer Cass's question, like there's not many names that, that Moussa Diaby, Gen, expensive um 
by Leverkusen. I think he's expensive as well. Yeah, so they'll be asking for a lot of money. Um, again, it will be difficult to to pursue him if they're asking for about 60, 70 million pounds. Uh, we've been linked with Lindstrom in the past, um, but again, would we be willing to get him? Uh, I like Pedro Neto, if, I, if I'm honest. Um, I know he's had um, unfortunate issues with injuries in recent seasons, obviously knee injury, ankle injury. But if Wolves were looking to allow him to depart this summer and we could potentially agree a fee in the region of £30 million or whatever, I don't think it would be a bad option, to be honest. He's versatile, he can play as a left-sided forward. He can also play comfortably as a right-sided forward. Um, Very talented. And he would allow Pukai Saka whenever he does need a rest, I think he could come in and he could um, add Arsenal uh, a lot of uh, things moving forward. Um, Fouad in the comment says, if Gundogan was to come in, Jorginho would need to leave. We can't have four over 30-year-old centre-mids next season. I don't include Elneny in this, to be honest. Uh, I know he's signed a new contract, but Elneny, I think, has signed a new contract in the scope of Arsenal have given him a new contract because obviously he suffered that injury and want to... Um, allow him to to depart when he was basically just regaining his form in a way, basically a show of loyalty, you could say. I think he's been doing his coaching badges with the club. I think this season it's going to be basically, um, he's going to be there and thereabouts, uh, working on his uh, coaching badges, uh, be there for cup games. But you know what Oneni is, he's a utility player. Like, he doesn't really complain, so I wouldn't include him in there. But who's the other... Four, we can't have four over 30 euro centimeters. So El Nenny's one, Jorginho's another, Party, Howard's Party. Who's the, who's the other? I mean, I think obviously Shaq is on his Shaq way out. Shaq is on his way out, but then obviously if we're going to bring in Gundogan as well, then that's. Yeah, I th- yeah, okay, yeah. All right, let's look at the. Let's, let's, let's briefly look at the midfield. Uh, so say if we get our all our targets in. Party, Declan Rice as number sixes, um, Gundogan, Mason Mount, or Kudus, whoever, as the number eights. Lokonga, I think, will leave this summer. El Nemi, I don't really include in that because I don't think he's going to be playing games, to be honest. He's there for what I've just touched on. And then Jorginho. You're looking at. I don't really include the likes of Martin Odegaard because he's separate. I'd include him with the likes of Fabio Vieira, but I'd still keep Jorginho if I'm honest, um, because he's he's running down his contract anyway. Like he's got one year left of his contract, I think. So we're not going to really get much in terms of fee, um, mm. but it's 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 an interesting one. It's an interesting one. Um, I still feel I still feel like Jorginho could be quite a good. Kind of yeah, he's useful. To have he's useful. Like if Shaka departs, we will need a bit of experience in mm. there. Yeah, I don't want him playing that many games. If I'm being brutally honest, because I just don't think he's up to the standard where we want to go forwards. But like, what, what, he'll have one year left on his contract. Um, he offers that experience. He's won the Champions League. We're back in the Champions League. Uh, he's won the European Championship with uh, Italy, so he has that experience. And at times, when you need someone to control the game in the final twenty minutes or fifteen minutes, 
he can keep the ball. So that's a bit uh, of rotation as well, yeah, which is what we were exactly. touching on earlier on. So exactly. Um Marcus, who would you sign to appear on the Arsenal Way show? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'm gonna go Declan Rice again. I think I think he's a top guy anyway, so you love Declan Rice, bro. I do. I actually do like Declan Rice. So every, every I like him I've even more you. in an Arsenal shirt. <laughs> every question I've asked you this Declan today Rice, is Declan, Declan Rice, Declan Rice, Declan Rice. Um, James says, would you prefer three hundred million pound players or six fifty million pound players? Oh, that's a very good question. Mm. That is a very good question. The thing is, with hundred million players, there aren't too many that we're kind of like looking at obviously there is Declan Rice I, I, I can't really think of any other 100 million pound valued players whereas the 50 million players we're looking at around Mason Mount Kudus Cancelo the cut those kind of players so I'd, I'd probably say the 650 million so mm. there you go I'm not saying Declan Rice this time so I'd say the six fifty million because we're looking into kind of like more players around that value, whereas there aren't too many that kind of like are popping up. It's only it only seems to be Declan Rice from what I've seen anyway. Interesting, interesting. John also agrees. He says six fifty million pound players. We need more players that Miklato is confident to rotate and sub on earlier. Uh, yeah, Nav party is twenty nine, and I agree. He's he, until until he's thirty. He's still twenty nine. Um, uh, what else? Party. Yeah, Marcus. Uh, Oneni is more to support him as he moves into coaching. Definitely, Gary Declan Rice is world class. Just look at his performances for England, allowing Drew to do his thing. Uh, Bellingham, it took Kushamani and Kamavinga to keep him quiet during the France game. Declan Rice is a top top player. Top top player. Like unreal, unreal, and. Hopefully we get that over the line. Hopefully we get that over the line. Actually, and yeah. I think there's one more question I wanted to. Um, where was it? Yeah, it's from John. Uh, how about James Madison? He's got ten goals and nine assists, and Leicester are probably dropping yeah. from the Premier League. I think. Yeah, I, I can't see it to be honest. I think we we made our decision when we got in Odegaard instead of Madison. Um, it was the summer. What was it? I can't remember. Probably last last year, so yeah. So I I can't see that happening. I think if Madison does depart, Leicester he will. If they get relegated, when they get relegated, to be honest, I can't see them staying up. I think he'll go to someone like Newcastle United. But I just think we we we've got top player Martin Odegaard, someone who I still think can improve further uh, right now. So it wouldn't really make sense to sign James Madison because James Madison's not going to come. Uh, to the club as a rotation option, is he? Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I I don't think you'd want to be that player that is on the bench and comes in for Odegaard. Although I would like to see Madison in an Arsenal shirt. I personally would because he is that much. He can, he can be a very very good player, but I don't think that. Um, I don't think he'd want to be that player that is behind Odegaard. You can't really see him wanting to be a, a second option. Whether he wants to be, I don't obviously know, but I, I would I'd kind of call it that he wouldn't want to. Interesting. Interesting. And the final question from James, does Charlie like Declan Rice? 
Yes, let's just say yes. He does. He does. I think like he touched on earlier, Declan Rice is holding up an Arsenal shirt. Hopefully in June. In June, I think we'll be we'll be very, very happy. But yeah, it's been a longer show than usual. There's a lot of transfer stuff to get through. Um, but let us know in the comments, obviously, with the season ending um this Sunday. Um, obviously, we're gonna be looking to create more content. So let us know um in the comments what you want us to do more of transfer related stuff guest insight shows etc so um obviously you, you are being great on the channel so we always want to hear your thoughts and feelings so yeah let us know in the comments how you want our let's say pre-season to go obviously we're gonna have a couple of weeks to recharge and recover um so once that's done we'll be back and ready to go and hopefully it will be a busy transfer window for arsenal but charlie thanks for jumping on this morning mate yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you to everyone watching. And I'll just reiterate what Umar said. Just let us know in the comments. Let us know in the comments who you think are kind of who you want Arsenal to sign. I mean, I obviously think Declan Bryce, as you guys know. But yeah, just let us know in the comments. Obviously, keep keep us posted. It's always good to hear from you guys. 100%, 100%. But yeah, if you have enjoyed today's show, uh, make sure to drop a like, uh, comment, subscribe, and keep following us down the Arsenal way. Oh, yeah.